0: Salutations listeners, you're listening to another episode of The Dr. Jazz Podcast And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway Your doctor for jazz And it's our mission here at The Dr. Jazz Podcast To cure whatever it is that ails you Through the power and the majesty Of jazz music In this episode, we are going to give you uh, a different kind of, uh, of, a, of a mix, so to speak. It's called Cocktail Piano Jazz. And, or it could be Mocktail. I mean, there's no, you know, absolute, you know, reason to, you know, have a cocktail if that's not your bag. Uh, but the point is, is that it's more than the libation itself. It's known as a kind of style, a kind of playing uh, the piano. And it's usually um, more reserved, more relaxed, more subdued. Uh, It usually focuses on standards from the Great American Songbook, although it doesn't always have to. And you'll find that out in a minute. But, for the most part, you'll find really great practitioners of jazz piano. They're not going to be swinging like mad like Oscar Peterson or hitting the low end of the piano like, you know, hammers to put a drone, you know, pedal you know, into the into each chord a la McCoy Tyner that's not what we're focusing on here what we're focusing on more is the light and gentle persuasion of jazz piano and it's a lot more complicated than words can give it justice but when you hear it you just know it so we are going to give uh it's due to some really great fine jazz pianos that we're calling cocktail jazz piano so sit back relax grab a drink and let's delve into some great cocktail piano jazz. Brought to you by the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Clink. Thank mm-hmm. you. So, that was the great Bud Powell. Accompanied by Pierre Michelot on the bass and the great Kenny Clark. That's right. Klukemop himself on the drums. But it does not come from a Bud Powell album. No, no, no. The interesting thing is that it comes from a Dexter Gordon album. And it's a bonus feature on a CD. And that CD would be the Blue Note record Our Man in Paris, which was recorded on May twenty-third, 1963. Now, the thing about this that's truly remarkable, uh, according to the line of notes uh, for the CD issue, is from Michael Cuscuna from Blue Note Records, and he says... This album was supposed to have Kenny Drew on piano and feature a program of all-new Dexter Gordon compositions. But due to various circumstances, Bud Powell replaced Drew. Since he would not play any new compositions, a set of standards and jazz classics was quickly chosen during the rehearsal. The result is one of Dexter Gordon's finest albums and one of Bud's best playing in the 60s. For CD release, we have added Our Love is Here to Stay, which began the session, and an impromptu trio rendition of Like Someone in Love, which we just heard, which closed the session. These titles were first issued in 1985 on Bud Powell's alternate takes, but it comes from this Dexter Gordon session, which is truly just fantastic. And, um, yeah... It's Bud Powell at, and it's not Bud Powell going absolutely at hell for a leather breakneck speed. It's Bud Powell playing highly lyrical on a gem of a standard, like someone in love. So hopefully you dug that. I know I did. Uh, before that, the one and only Teddy Wilson on the piano from the nineteen fifty six. Uh, recording that came out in 1957 but it was recorded September 13 1956 for Verve records through Norman grants we heard the David Raxson Johnny Mercer tune Laura and it comes from the album the impeccable mr. Wilson and it features Teddy Wilson on the piano Al Lucas on the bass and Papa Joe Jones on the drums Um, very very lyrical, uh, underrated pianist. You know, Teddy Wilson was a, not only a great band leader in the 1930s, but he was also a great sideman. Um, he worked with the likes of Benny Goodman and his big band and was also part of the Benny Goodman Trio with Gene Krupa and the Benny Goodman Quartet with Lionel Hampton. Uh, highly lyrical, highly tasteful pianist on that recorded mainly standards. You know, and uh, Laura is definitely a standard uh, this is a fantastic album it's got just a ton of great standards Ain't Misbehavin', uh, I Wanna Be Happy It's the Talk of the Town, Sweet Lorraine Our Love is Here to Stay, Time on My Hands among many, 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 many more so uh, yeah, if you haven't checked out Teddy Wilson's Verve catalog I highly, highly recommend that for you as well and then we heard, to start off the set, the one and only George Shearing. But we heard George Shearing in Great Company with the Montgomery Brothers from the album George Shearing and the Montgomery Brothers, recorded October 9th and 10th, 1961, features George Shearing on the piano, the great Wes Montgomery on the guitar, Buddy Montgomery on the vibraphone, Monk. Montgomery on the bass, Walter Perkins on the drums, Armando Perazza on the congas and Ricardo Kimeles on the timbales and bongos um, yeah and the tune that we heard to start off that whole set was a George Shearing original entitled Enchanted Shante. so yeah what? If, so what's a connecting thread there is um, a conservative approach for the most part, um, you can definitely tell that these three pianists are um, are masters of taste. Um, and whether it's in a piano trio format, like what we heard with Teddy Wilson or Bud Powell, or if it's in a multi, you know, a bigger combo with uh, multi-members there, it's... Even though there's a piano, a vibraphone, and a guitar, all three can be chordal instruments, but they're stacked very eloquently. They're not stepping on each other's toes. Everything is beautifully arranged and spaced out to where there's no weird clashing of the chords or anything to that nature. And the results are purely blissful. So... Um, Sometimes you have a little bit more florid uh, intros you know such as what we heard with Bud Powell and outros but sometimes it doesn't even need that and reservation you know tastefulness lyricism within the playing are all qualities that you'll hear in good cocktail piano jazz so Hopefully you're digging this and you're relaxing and you're having a, you know, a very chill time with this because that's what we're aiming to do. Remember, if you like this podcast and the music that you've heard so far, feel free to pass it on to anyone you think that could use it or would enjoy it because um, we're not making a dime off this. You know, this is strictly for promoting good music out in the universe and helping people to... You know, ease the burdens of their day or their week or whatever have you. So, uh, please feel free to pass it on. You can find the Doctor Jazz podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's Amazon, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, etc. So, yeah, wherever you find your podcast, so just tell anyone that uh, you know might be interested in this. Hey, check out the Doctor Jazz podcast. I think you I think you'll dig it. So, and then. You can go to our website, and there you can find out the track information, the artist, and the album artwork in the order in which they're played for every single episode of the podcast. And that website is Doctor Dr. podcast, drjazzpodcast.wordpress.com. And at the top there you can click contact and I'll open up a blank box in which you can craft an email send it directly to me we will write you back might take a little while with work and everything but we will write you back so if there's a cocktail jazz pianist that maybe we've missed and that you'd like to share with us who's maybe one of your favorites feel free love to hear from our listeners so um, that being said enough talking for me let's get back to another great set of Cocktail Piano Jazz here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Cheers. Jamal,
1: mm, mm, mm.
0: with the Cole Porter classic "All of You" from 1955's *Chamber Music of the New Jazz*, and we heard the Ahmad Trio right there, with Imajmal of course on the piano, Israel Crosby on the bass, and Ray Crawford on the guitar. Now, you may be saying, "But, but now wait a minute! I heard like a like a drum in there, or something. You know, something was keeping that beat going." Well, that sound that you heard was not a bongo, it was not a drum. It was actually the guitar player almost making like a palm mute sound with his hand and his guitar pick. And notice that there was no real guitar chords layered in with the piano. Not the same way that we heard from George Shearing, with West Montgomery in the other set. This is a totally different thing. The guitar player was, and he, he this was known to happen for a few songs, um, for Ahmad Jamal. The guitar player would take a back seat to providing chords or a counterline. What he would do is he'd just keep beat, and Ahmad could fill out that those chords with just the piano, in addition to the melody. And then the bass player would be walking the the bass lines. So, it's a cool little effect, and it's um, it was kind of revolutionary for 1955. So, there you have it. Um, but I hope you certainly enjoyed it. I know I did. So uh, In the middle of the set there, we heard one of my all-time favorite piano trio renditions of... Um, uh, the standard long ago and far away and it was by none other than the Red Garland trio from the November 30th 1961 recording session which produced the album The Nearness of You ballads played by Red Garland and it's not who you think, because most people go, ah, Red Garland, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, cool, you know. Uh, so that's, you know, Art Taylor and, and Paul Chambers, right, filling out the trio. Mm, not, on this, not on this date. So on this particular date, Frank Gant is covering the drum seat, and on bass, it's Larry Ridley. That's right. You may know that name from working with the great Thelonious Monk, but on this particular session, he's with Red Garland, and Red Garland and Thelonious Monk couldn't be two different pianists. But what we get is a very dirge, slow, slow version of the standard long ago and far away, and what that allows Red to do. Who is known, by the way, I might add, for providing block chords. And when I just quick pause, what I say, what I mean when I say block chords is uh, you heard this with when he played with Miles Davis in the Miles Davis quintet of the 1950s with Coltrane, is you heard the melody in, in, within the, the 10 fingers of the two hands of the piano so you would move according to each note of the melody while providing a chordal accompaniment not a chordal accompaniment in one hand and then the melody just in the right hand but everything is interlocked and that's what i mean when i say block chord piano so red garland is known as a master of that but that's not what he provides on metal track that we heard long ago and far away it's very languid it's very slow and what we get to hear is red in the spotlight playing this melody and the ebbs and flows of not only the dynamics going from soft and, and all the way to loud and back but we also get all the harmonic colors that red can provide uh to this beautiful standard so hopefully you really dug that it's one of my top favorite piano trio tracks it's not a tune that's this album is not one of the ones that's usually associated with red carlin but i really 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 love that 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 particular song and the whole album's great it's got lush life all alone by mal Waldron. Don't Worry About Me, Duke Ellington's I Got It Bad and That Ain't Good. Um, Of course, The Nearness of You, which is the title of the album, but then a gorgeous version of the the standard where or when as well. So, yeah. If you haven't checked out The Nearness of You by Red Garland, do yourself a favor. You're not going to waste your time with that one. Alright. Then, at the beginning of the set, we heard a fanta- Oh, how about that? We have Cole Porter back on, on, on the bookends of that entire set. Huh. What do you know? Uh, yeah, we heard, what is this thing called love? And that is by none other than the King Cole Trio. That's right. Talking about Johnny Miller on the bass, Oscar Moore on the guitar, and the one and only Nat King Cole on the piano from a January 17th, 1944 date. You know, that's the thing. Not a lot of people know that Nat King Cole was such a great, great jazz pianist. Of course, they know his vocals from, you know, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire to Mona Lisa, Ramblin' Rose, Unforgettable, all these songs like that. But... Papa Loves Mambo. That's another good one. You know, that was just recently featured on the, um, one of the seasons of Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin and Martin Short, Selena Gomez. But, he was much, much more than just a vocalist. He was actually a very, very accomplished jazz pianist before he even really dipped into the vocal thing. And he could play. Nat could play. And, that's why i felt it uh, compelled to to really, you know, include Nat King Cole in this beautiful cocktail jazz piano uh episode. So, hopefully you're digging it. I know that uh i am. So, yeah, i mean, George Shearing, Teddy Wilson, Bud Powell, you know, Ahmad Jamal, Red Garland, and Nat King Cole. I don't know about you, but i feel like we're kind of batting a thousand so far hopefully you're digging it too all right so enough talking from me we've got we're halfway through so if you need a refill go and shake that shaker or get you another mocktail you know and hit pause and we'll be right here when you get back for the second half of cocktail piano jazz here on the dr jazz podcast Mm -hmm. so that was a very cool rendition of the standard lover come back to me and it i mean ah oh, just one of the greatest unsung heroes on the piano talking about hampton hawes just a killer piano player and i love the little intro the bum 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 it's just It's just teeming with passion and and suspense in it, you know, and yet poise all at the same time. Um, On that track, he was joined by his trio, which consists of Chuck Thompson on the drums and Red Mitchell on the bass uh, from Contemporary Records' recording date, January twenty fifth, 1956. The album is Everybody Likes... Hampton Hawes. Yeah, just killer, killer album. I mean, talking about, there are just tons of standards. Somebody Loves Me, Embraceable You, I Remember You, A Night Tunisia, Polka Dots and Moonbeams, Body and Soul. It's just, yeah, man. If you're not hip on Hampton Hawes, man, you are missing out because he's such a tasteful piano player. All right, in the middle of that set there, we heard the all-time forever jazz standard autumn leaves but it was a very beautiful rendition and that might surprise you to know that it's none other well on the piano stylings that is it's by none other than the great vince guaraldi that's right leave your charlie brown linus and lucy at home for peanuts gang for a second because he could play like that, too. In fact... Um, well, it comes from his 1957 album, A Flower is a Lovesome Thing, with the Vince Guaraldi Trio. Um, featuring Eddie Duran on the guitar and Dean Riley on the bass. But... Um, it's only the second studio album by Vince Guaraldi. You know, for contemporary records and fantasy records at the time. You know... Um, it says that this album, A Flower of the Lovesome Thing, exhibits the trio's growth from the safer jazz style played on their self-titled album, the Vince Guaraldi Trio. Guaraldi employed the same musicians as he did for his debut album, uh, being guitarist Eddie Duran and bassist Dean Riley. But he began exploring his personal style on the piano with these tracks before becoming recognized as the great jazz pianist in his following album, Jazz Impressions of Black Orpheus from 1962. In fact, Downbeat Magazine actually praised the album's soothing tone, note, noting in part that, quote, Guaraldi is serenely wistful in his interpretation of Billy Strayhorn's title song, A Flower is a Lovesome Thing, and is surely relaxed in the lightly swinging softly as in a morning sunrise, which is another great track on this album. He delightfully colors the impressionistic Yesterdays by Jerome Kern, and the standard Like a Rose is accorded a treatment almost elegiac in its poetic quietude. Vince Guaraldi, historian and author Derek Bang, actually ranks the album as one of the pianist's prettiest, adding that it is gentle and lyrical as befits a collective theme that revolves around flora and the changing seasons. And we got to hear Autumn Leaves as part of that changing season. Yeah, just gorgeous rendition of that. I know it surprised me the very first time I heard it, so I'm very happy to share that with you. And then we opened up the set with a beautiful solo piano rendition of Angel Eyes by none other than the great pianist Ray Bryant. Off of his April 5th, 1957 recording date, the Ray Bryant Trio for Prestige Records. Yeah, now uh, there is a trio for the remaining tracks, uh, with Specs Wright on the drums and Ike Isaacs on the bass. Um, there's a good mix of, um, uh, of of great tunes on here. Uh, "Golden Earrings," uh, which was made famous by Peggy Lee. Uh, blues changes, Splittin', Django by uh, the Modern Jazz Quartet, De Howd by Clifford Brown, as well as the Thrill Is Gone. Not the BB King, the Thrill Is Gone. We're talking about the standard, the Thrill Is Gone, as recorded, like by Chet Baker and other you know artists like that. The Brown and Henderson composition, the Thrill Is Gone. Right. So, um, yeah, this is a really great. You know, prestige record side. So uh, if you're not hip on Ray Bryant, he was the pianist for the nineteen fifty five album with Miles Davis, the Miles Davis Quintet slash Sextet. You know. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I really I really dig Ray Bryant's plan and hopefully you did on that uh, version of angel eyes again you know we're spotlighting the the music of what i like to call really good cocktail piano jazz not saccharine you know sweet syrupy schmaltzy kind of piano jazz but like really good tasteful cocktail piano jazz and uh, hopefully you're digging it too you know, remember, you can find the Dr. Jazz podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, Apple, Amazon podcast. We are there. So if you know someone who would dig this stuff, please pass it along to them. Also, if you've got a quick minute, we'd love to have a positive review on Apple Podcasts because um, there's such a sea of jazz podcasts out there. It helps just kind of get the word out. You know what I mean? Also, if you're trying to jot these things down, don't forget, you can just go to our website, and that's Dr. Jazz Podcast, drjazzpodcast.wordpress.com. There you can find all the album artwork, the album titles, and the album artists in the order in which they're played, so that way you know what to go looking for in your local record store if you have one, okay? Um, you can also click Contact at the top of the webpage and write us an email. We'd love to hear from you and if there's a tune that really sticks out that you love we'd love to hear from that you know from you on that so and we will write you back so might not be immediately but we will write you back so anyway enough talking from us we've got one last great set so i really hope you're enjoying this um yeah and uh your mocktails or your cocktails along with this and We aim to please. So thanks for allowing us to be a part of your day or your evening or your happy hour. So without further ado, here's the last great set of Cocktail Piano Jazz here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Clink! Stupendous tracks right there. So we started off with the great standard Moonlight in Vermont, and it comes from the album Jazz Will of the Wisp from March 13th, 1954, with the Al Haig trio talking about Lee Abrams on the drums. Bill Crow on the bass, and Al Haig on the piano. Just gorgeous stylings by the great Al Haig. He is known mainly as a bebop, bebop pianist, but he has a lyrical touch to him as well, and I'm, I'm happy to share that side uh, of his prowess, his piano prowess with you, uh, not just the bebop side. And side note about the bassist, Bill Crow, Besides being a fantastic bassist, uh, session bassist, He is also a great jazz author. If you've never read his book, Jazz Anecdotes, it's truly one of the best page-turners in written jazz. It's just full of jokes and stories, and I literally, I don't usually laugh out loud, but some of the stories were just so hilarious, I couldn't believe them. So, uh, check out Jazz Anecdotes by uh, the book by the great Bill Crow. You won't be sorry. Guarantee it. Uh, In the middle of the set there, we heard the Jerome Kern classic Yesterdays by none other than the great modern jazz quartet. Talking about Connie Kaye on the drums, Percy Heath on the bass, Milt Jackson bags himself on the vibes, and the great John Lewis on piano. Uh, it's from the self-entitled album, she The Modern so Jazz Stout Quartet, from Atlantic Alone. Records. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's a beautiful so bold, thing when you can have so sweet, uh, complete empathy so between the vibraphone and the piano. It's such a gorgeous combination sound. Uh, we heard a little bit of that with Enchanted uh, by George Shearing with the Montgomery Brothers. And this is another, a different sound, but uh, it's not so sort of stacked together like George Shearing, but it's still gorgeous when it's together. And uh, Milt Jackson and, and, and John Lewis definitely share a brain and have great empathy, and that's one of the reasons for the, the sustained success of the modern jazz quartet. And then we ended with the one, the only, probably the king, if you ask me, of cocktail jazz piano, the one and only Errol Garner. And I know that there's a lot of people that like, why didn't you play Misty? You know, well, that's because that's a little too predictable, right? So there you go. Um, Errol Garner, fantastic jazz pianist. Um, I played the standard The Way You Look Tonight, usually made famous by Frank Sinatra, but it's the opening track from his Columbia Jazz Masterpieces album, Body and Soul and man it's just so bouncy touching gorgeous tasteful all those all those wonderful words to describe the the piano prowess of errol garner so hopefully you dug it too again this has been our cocktail piano jazz episode of the dr jazz podcast we really want to thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day of your evening or your happy hour you know um Yeah, we're nothing without you, so thank you all so very much. Um, In the famous words of Duke Ellington, you are all very beautiful, very gracious, very lovely, and we do love you madly. And so, as we conclude this episode of the podcast, until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, y'all be good now. Because in jazz, we trust.